like if I, if I if I'm in a bra in a bar, like I have this friend who when we go to a bar and hang out, like if he talks to me like his normal voice, I can hear every word he says, but I have to like scream for him to like understand me because my voice is just so like buttery smooth that it just gets lost in the, <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> Your voice is like a 10B. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another bourbon, please. It's Tim Watson. It's 10B voice. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of the Erasable Podcast. I am Johnny Gambro and hosting duty tonight, and my Irish blood is lucky to have my two favorite podcasters in the world with me tonight on the Intercasts, 10B Smooth, Tim Wasson, and 2H Sharp, Andy Wofley. How are you guys tonight? <laughs> very good. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, yeah, very white. <laughs> Thanks for working that in. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe I can work that into my tattoo plans, get 10B Ooh, yeah. tattooed somewhere like like on my throat or something like that. <laughs> that would be a good neck tattoo. <laughs> I don't think there's such thing as a good neck tattoo. <laughs> I've seen a couple, but they're all stars. You could get like a like a tramp stamp, except it's just the pill that says 10B, just like you're a pencil. <laughs> you get the hex mark yeah, that's just a, like a hex with a big black circle in it. Get it like across my knuckles or something like that. Yeah. I think you just put my hands together. Would that work out? 10, 10 B smooth. Like if I put my hands together and show my eight knuckles, that would be. It's spelled oh, almost 10 one, B one 10. too many letters. Ten B ten. Well, if you put ten on one knuckle and then B and then smooth, I think you can do it, right? Okay. Ten B S M O O T H. Yeah, four, that's eight right there. Perfect. <laughs> I think we yes. got it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, now okay. that we've We're good. now that we've decided that. <laughs> so before we get started, we have something new that you can buy from hey. to support our podcast and to advertise your love for our podcast. If you go to erasable.us slash shop, you can get your new awesome one-inch enamel hipster pin as a pre-order. And when we get lots of them, we'll order them. They'll get made and you get one. Or five if you're cool and you order five. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah. My mom wants one. So I was like, you gotta go buy one, hun. I've always thought your mom was kind of hipster. <laughs> yeah, but she lives in Hamden, so well, it's pretty hipster. <laughs> yeah. So tonight we're gonna take a look at the CW Pencil Enterprise Pencil Box Number One, the classic box. Which, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have seen or have right in front of you, or have had stolen from you by a family member or housemate. <laughs> So we'll, we'll talk more about what's in that box in a little bit, but why don't we jump into Tools of the Trade? You want to go first, Tim? Sure. Tim mm. B. Tim. I'm so excited about this mm, first topic. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I found out about this show. <laughs> Have you ever heard right of Stranger time. Things? Uh, yes. Huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just found out about it. I think it just came out. Um, the other day, no, uh, I've been I've been stalling on this forever because it's one of those shows that m my wife's not really interested in that genre of like suspense or horror, whatever you want to call it, and I'm generally not either. But I'm drawn to it because of the whole '80s vibe that people have been talking yeah. about, and I was just mm -hmm. like that sounds. And and having grown up in a small town in Indiana, yes, absolutely. Which the yeah. weird thing is that okay, it's called Hawkins, right? Mm -hmm. Hawkins, Indiana. It's in Rowan County, 
the next town over is called Jonesboro. And there's one other thing. I forget what it was, but I live in Johnson City, which the next county over is Hawkins County. Hmm. Uh, the mountain that's closest to us is called Roan Mountain. And then the next town on the other side of us is Jonesboro. So I was what? like, did they get this from here? Or like like the names? You know, like, Did they spot us on the map? And we're like, here's some names we're going to use. It was kind of strange. Wow. But so I, I found out about it. I watched the first four episodes in the last few days. Just um, – yeah, like on my iPad in in bed, which was a bad idea. Which uh, I've got a story <laughs> for you. Bad idea. And, um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so I was watching. And this is sound the spoiler horn if we have one, or the spoiler uh, typewriter bell, or whatever. <laughs> but I was watching episode three, and Will Byers. You know, he's in the this other place which I haven't finished it so don't ruin it for me but he's in this other place and he's communicating through the lights and right when he spelled R-U-N to his mom uh-huh. I, I shit you not <laughs> my smoke alarm in the next room over went <laughs> and then just shut off for the whole night and I never oh, heard God. it again you're but like was, oh my god yeah yeah I, I sprung up off the couch or i was like on the couch watching actually and i sprung up and i was like what the i like looked and was like looking around the corners and like checking the smoke detectors and they all like the batteries were full and they're fine wow it was freaky so was, oh, yeah. did i just something just happened like <laughs> i think i'm about to die is this how i is this how it ends i don't know <laughs> i definitely watched it all like in two nights by myself because katie, katie was out of town and she wasn't interested in watching it um like at yeah, just just like by myself in the dark, just watching that show. So yes, <laughs> I didn't have any like lights go off or anything, but definitely like went to bed and just stared at the wall. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're not finished yet? It's just, I'm I'm on episode five. Is the next one I need to watch. So okay. I've got four left. Uh, but I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's such a good show, and the soundtrack's amazing. I think I'm thinking about getting it on vinyl because I I want to have it. Oh yeah, that whole it. that whole thing with like all the kids just kind of like you know, gearing up and going out and exploring things in their bikes. Like my friends and I used to do that. Goonies, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really the main thing that I've been digging pretty bad that I wasn't digging before last time we recorded. Cause I, not a whole lot has changed, but, uh, been really, uh, really enjoying that. Um, writing with, I'm, I'm writing with, two things from the classic box that we're going to talk about later. Actually, no, sorry. One thing, which is the semi-hex numero uno, this uh, general semi-hex number one, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Uh, I've been wanting to get one for a while, so it was cool that it was in there. And actually, I have to admit that when the, when the box first came up, I didn't read very carefully, and I was like, oh, thanks, another general semi-hex. <laughs> I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I have... Th- I have 40 of these and I don't need, but then like I, I looked at it and it looked a little different. I figured out it was a one and then that was awesome because I really have been meaning to order some of those. I just haven't done it yet and really enjoyed that. I used it all day to school at school today. Hmm. Uh, actually, I actually used it. I was, nice. we have a, uh, one of those document cameras or I have one of those in my room that I bought a couple of years ago and use it to go over lessons and things with the kids. And I used, instead of doing, like writing on the smart board or writing on the whiteboard today, I just got a pad of paper and wrote with the semi-hex number one on the the pad of paper underneath the document camera, mm-hmm. um, which was just really satisfying. <laughs> but it was it was so like nice and dark, and it showed up great on the smart board, like from the document camera, and it just felt felt so right. 
And as far as notebooks go today, uh, this is actually inspired by our last conversation when we were talking with Harry and we we're talking about, you know, what's wrong with the originals. Like, why do we always have to use the newest thing all the time? And I was picking out a new notebook and I found one of the original, or the, what would you call it? Like the flagship uh, pocket notebooks from Write Notepads, the red, the white, and the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, mm-hmm. a, I had a mix pack and so I grabbed the red from that mix pack. So that's what I've been using uh, lately, the lined red pocket notebook from right notepads nice very uh late valentine's day <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking when i picked it up <laughs> it's like blood cells with no oxygen it's yeah. like stale chocolate yeah. and broken hearts because <laughs> it's very dark red it's like oh, australia australian dirt <laughs> <laughs> that's what the exactly. colors call in the catalog that's of the paper australian dirt <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> and also the name of this episode, Australian. Yeah, well, Australian no, that sounds dirt. kind of. Sounds I feel like we get some hate mail. Ten B Tim and the Australian that. Dirt. <laughs> gonna sound like yeah. Ten sound B like Tim our president when we say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the color of his face. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> and sorry. Chris is okay. gonna discontinue that notebook now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, moving on, moving on. Um, I actually forgot something from the digging section. Uh, along with Stranger Things is, and I know I, I feel like probably a lot of people are rolling their eyes at me, but I'm when I mention any country music, I need you to know that I have never been a <laughs> never been a big country music guy, but just like certain things, I'm starting to find the good stuff, and there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And I was listening to Chris Shiflett's podcast, which Chris Shiflett is the guitar player for the Foo Fighters, hmm. uh, and he's started this whole kind of side career in Americana music. And really? so he has this podcast where he, yeah, and he, so he started this podcast where he interviews people in the like Americana outlaw country, sort of like real, uh, real country uh, genre. Mm-hmm. And I just listened to the episode where he interviews Lucinda Williams. And um, Lucinda Williams, her album Car Wheels on a Gravel Road was mm-hmm. also recommended by a good friend of mine. So hmm. it's really, I wouldn't even really call it country. It's, um, if you're listening to the hold steady, oh, that name sounds no. familiar. It's like an indie band. Um, okay. Well then that's, uh, I'll stop there then <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that comparison. But, um, but she's a fantastic songwriter and it's all, it's definitely more on the rock and roll side, but, uh, I definitely recommend that album. It's worth a listen. It's called car, not cartwheels, like little kids do cartwheels it's car mm-hmm. wheels like on your car car wheels on a gravel road it's an excellent album so but that's all i've got what about you andy oh man almost everything is the same for me we finished the young pope um we're watching um do you remember a sitcom from the early 2010s called um uh happy ending happy endings yes they were trying to be. I didn't watch I it, think, but I remember what it is. Say again. I didn't watch it, but I remember it. Mm. Like I remember hearing, seeing it around. I think they were trying to be sort of like the next decade's friends, and it didn't work. But it's also still very funny. So everybody kind of lives in like unrealistically big apartments in Chicago. <laughs> so like they're they're like underemployed and over real estated. Um, they just seem to have like a lot of time just to hang around to bars and and their apartments. Um, yeah, it's really. I actually funny. had my the last article I gave my students to read was uh, I think it was from the was it NPR. I can't remember where it, where it got from, but it was about how how television used to be about like normal people, like, uh-huh. <laughs> and now it's like everyone 
is working in jobs that like we all wish we had, but we never will have or like, <laughs> high status. It's like rare that you see yeah. big shows that get famous that aren't about somebody who's living a totally other yeah. lifestyle <laughs> than what we're yeah. used to. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's all right. Um, yeah, that's the, that's happy endings. Um, so yeah, we just started from the beginning. <laughs> uh, we watched it back in the day. Um, I'm also, uh, so I was writing in a Lyft, which if, if your town doesn't have it, it's like Uber, but it's like alternate, it's non-evil Uber. Um, <laughs> less, less evil Uber, maybe that's I should say. That's the tagline. Uber <laughs> without like the murder? A, I mean, almost. They just like, it's exactly like Uber, except Lyft. Um, so I was in, in one the other day and the, the driver was just like, he was just like this chill dude. It smelled a little bit like pot in the car. Um, he was just like playing some music. It was really nice. Yeah. And I asked him, I'm like, what is this music? This is really great. And he told me all about how he has this Spotify playlist called Blood Army. And it's all bands that are a family, like two sisters in the band or two, like a family or something. So like there was some cash, like Carter Cash family in there. There was some um, like Tegan and Sarah in there, their sisters. Um, and there's this one band in there called First Aid Kit. Have either of you heard of this? No. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, they're just sisters from Sweden, and it sounds exactly like like an Americana, like country folk duo. Like it's it's really amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really good. Um, I'll have some links in the show notes. But, yeah. So can you I, link I to learned that playlist? It. Yeah. If I can figure out how to do that, <laughs> I will. Yeah. I don't really know how to use <laughs> okay. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blood Army, if anybody is like, can you... Can you look like follow shared playlists if you don't have a premium account on Spotify? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'll look for it and link it. So yeah, he's just my Lyft driver. Chill guy. Uh, and then uh, I, today I'm writing with um, a technograph, the Karan Dash technograph, uh, which is included in the pencil box that we'll talk about. And I am writing into a... Um, Reporter's Notebook by Stationers Inc., which we will also talk about because that's in there. So, yeah. How about you, Johnny? Awesome. So, have you guys seen the trailer for this um, Netflix documentary series called Abstract? Yes. Yeah. So, we started watching that. It's a series where um, they sort of ex- they pick a designer for each episode, and then um, they talk about the intersection of real life and design. It's like Chef's Table, but for design. I don't know what that is. <laughs> chef's Table is like abstract, but for food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's, it's really, really cool. And, you know, there are a lot of um, stationary cameos. Although I've noticed that they turn them around so you can't see the brand on everything, which is kind of thoughtful and also kind of stupid because you can still tell what it is. Ticonderoga is pretty identifiable. Mm-hmm. But... um. Also, I finally have seen some cool movies I wanted to see, including Allied, which is a World War II movie, which was, I thought, good. My wife didn't like it. And Manchester by the Sea, which is overrated and a depressing piece of crap. Because I can't <laughs> How do you feel about Casey. that movie, Johnny? Casey Affleck is not a grown-up yet, so he doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> He's still a little kid who was complaining and chasing Amy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So yeah, that's funny. My kids yeah. are really into that Scottish synth pop band called Churches. With a v <laughs> you see your kids are into churches? A, yeah. They like really like churches. God, your mom All wears lapel pins and your kid listens to churches. 
That's one of my favorite sentences I've ever heard. My kids are really into that s- Scottish synth pop band. Like, it's not, it, made, it made it sound like they found it on their own. Like they like the two of them went to a little record shop and bought a vinyl and were like. Well, Charlotte heard it on Pandora a couple times and asked about it, so we listened to more of it. And I asked her what she likes, and she's like, "Well, her voice is pretty, and I can understand what she's saying." Like, that's, <laughs> Those are good reasons. Yeah, that's yeah. a good reason I like it. Scottish synth is so hot right much. now. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, oh, I finally also got around to reading a book I was meaning to read by a local author, Catherine Noel, called Meantime, which is about a lot of things, including family. It's a very, very good book. There'll be a link to it in the show notes. And I'm writing with a Camel HB, which has the gold clip blang that was in my uh, Instagram feed. And the back of a write notepads in the Pines book that's almost finished. They match very well. It's beautiful. Now let's get fresh with the points. <laughs> Starting with the darkest of the cores, Mr. Tim Tenby. I'm dark dark to the core. Smooth Tim Tenby. And yeah. smeary as smeary AS. <laughs> You're very waxy, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't keep me sharp. I'm just yeah. No grit up in that bit. Usually yeah. dull. Um <laughs> So I don't I don't have a lot. This isn't going to take long. But the first one is my favorite thing from the internet uh, in a while in the pencil world, which is David Reese trolling Donald Trump. And <laughs> what? How am I missing I this? Yeah, there's a tweet. It was uh it was actually from January 19th, so it's kind of old. But I found it today because I was looking at the Twitter account for the story of the pencil, and they had retweeted this. But uh, Philip Crowther. Um, who I don't know who that is, some sort of reporter in D.C. Um, oh, okay, he's a French reporter in D.C. And so he was at some sort of, uh, I guess, Mike Pence was speaking somewhere, and he was there, and the tweet says, Pence on Trump, semicolon. Quote, he's a businessman who knows how to sharpen his pencil, period. End quote. And then David Reese retweeted it and said, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So that was that made my like month. That made me so oh, happy yeah. to see that. I'll, it all, I'll be the judge of that. Is all it said because it's like he doesn't talk about pencils that much anymore. And then now comes out with that. So that was that really uh, made me excited, and I had to share that with people. So and I I'm glad I I found it retroactively um, after the fact. But um, yeah. So there's that. And then the really the only other thing I was going to mention is that I. Uh, met a fan of the show or not met but i met her again which was actually uh the, the mom of one of my good friends <laughs> uh was which he lives in africa now and so shout mm-hmm. out to tammy but I, I met her and she just moved to the area and we were at this like potluck thing and she looked up at me and said and told me <laughs> and said tim something like you're basically like my rock star. I feel like I should ask for your autograph. And I was like, what is she talking about? She's like, what? I'm a big erasable podcast fan. So, what? <laughs> so that was super, that was super cool. And like made me blush, but, um, yeah. Hey Tammy. Uh, Hey Tammy. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. And she sent me, I, I've talked, I actually talked about her. It's been a while, but I remember, and I didn't know that she was listening that much, but she had sent me an article through Tyler, like about pencils from a magazine that she had seen during her travels, uh, which hmm. was awesome. But yeah, so that was, <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. So apparently I'm a rock star. You are. I um, think so. 10B rock star. Um, so she only had me sign like 20, 
25 notebooks or something like that. <laughs> um, so check eBay. Those will show up there pretty soon. Pretty so if soon, you're going to be sure. a rock star, you've got to get a couple tattoos. And I've, which that's we also decided earlier point. what not, they're going to be. Not, not pencil related, but I have been, uh, have been making some super concrete plans about the summer. I'm getting two tattoos this summer. Awesome. I'm very excited. So I'm getting the uh, the buffalo with the mountainscape, which I've, I think I've showed you yeah. both before. Yep. So I'm getting that one, and then on my left arm, I'm going to get three lines of lyrics, um, probably from an Over the Rhine song. Um, <laughs> yeah, so in like typewriter print going down my forearm. So Awesome. They're going to shave you so much. Pretty, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part. Yay! I doubt that's the worst part. That yeah, sounds it really like it's. You can, <laughs> when they stab you repeatedly, that's the worst. Part. That goes away when they stab your you for a few hours, for like two yeah. months. You're like, damn it! They get stuck on your clothes. People will ask you, like, is that a new tattoo? I'm like, no, I just shaved my arm. You know, period. I just can't grow hair there. <laughs> a bald spot. Thanks for making me feel weird uh, about it. <laughs> uh, but. Besides the fact that I want everybody to go on Twitter and search at Trump Draws, um, that's the only fresh points <laughs> I have. So I'll just leave it there. So, yeah. Andy, what about you? All right. Well, um, I think uh, my only my only main fresh point, um, I guess, there's a follow up um, from from last time that we recorded. Um, I was talking about this Waverly notebook that um, that Gary Varner linked to. And it is is cloth bound, it's tartan bound, and it has a really beautiful like accent color, as the elastic band and as sort of as the um, like page, the edge edge of the pages have been have been colored. And I just got mine today, like right before we started recording the podcast, I opened it, and man, it is gorgeous. It's really well made. Um, it is soft but still very firm, like the the plaid the plaid cover. And um, yeah, it's just really well made. I think that the price that it's worth is definitely worth it. The price that it costs. So I'll have more of a, rev- of a review once I actually get to like dig into this and try it out. But first impressions, it's just gorgeous. So thanks, Gary, again for like telling me about this, and thank you, Waverly, um, in Scotland, for sending me one. Um, also, I wanted to mention I had another uh, I had another lunch with Bruce Eamon. Um, we talked about Bruce a few months ago on the show. He was re- born and raised in Japan. Uh, he might have been born in the U.S. He was raised in Japan, and he has a lot of like business contacts and friends in Japan. He was on a Japanese stationery podcast. Yes, there is a Japanese stationery podcast. I don't know how to listen to it, <laughs> or I need to translate it <laughs> or some, something. Um, I'll try to find, if anybody here speaks Japanese, uh, I'll try to find a link and post it in show notes so you can go listen to it. Um, anyhow... Uh, he's just started a business, thinkonpaper.co, and he's basically trying to bring this sort of hidden world of Japanese stationery to the U.S. He's trying to find people to, like, get interested in and buy it here, and he's also trying to to um, work with Japanese stationery makers to, um, to like, understand the U.S. market a little, a little bit better. So we do have some Japanese things, like, you know, Tombow and and Mitsubishi and Life Notebooks and what have you. But there's a lot of other ones uh, that we don't get. And he, um, when we had lunch, he brought me just a few, um, a few samples of those, including a little goodie pack that I'll send to you two. Awesome. Uh, one of them is a, a pencil that is supposed to be 2B in, um, like in darkness, 
but it's supposed to the graphite is supposed to be so hard you can't break it. So challenge accepted, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other coolest thing to me, um, he, he had this series of note cards, uh, or index cards, I should say. And it just it's just the width of a like the thickness of an index card. But when you look at it, there's a little line uh, on the graph side. And if you kind of like work your finger in there, you find out that it has an internal pocket. Um, the paper is actually two sides kind of like a, like attached together. And yeah, there's just like a little pocket that you can shove some receipts or something in. I, and when it closes up, like it just looks like a index card. Like it doesn't seem like it has a pocket on it, which is insane. Um, so I'm going to be, um, I think I got enough samples. If I, if I did, I'll send you guys out some too, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. I strongly think that we should have him on a show on the show to talk a little bit about like, you know, the Japanese philosophy of stationery and product making product design. That sounds fantastic. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. It was, it would be a really good follow up to when June Thomas was on where she, she told us a lot about like where to go in Japan to go buy cool stationery, cool pencils. And Bruce has a lot of really interesting like product strategy that goes behind it. Like what are, what are the values? Like what do Japanese people value in their stationery when they, that they make for themselves? How is that different than American stationery? You know, things like that. So yeah, it was super fascinating to have lunch with him. So thank you, Bruce, for, for doing that. Um, yeah, I guess the only other thing Johnny covered uh, at the beginning, lapel pins. Um, we don't have them made yet. I have a Photoshop mock-up like, that I just uploaded the logo and it made it look like a lapel pin. But uh, it's going to be about an inch. I think we can go full colors. So I think we can do the red banner with the white lettering and the yellow pencil and the pink eraser, all that stuff. Oh, it's going to look so fantastic. Do we have a, a minimum we need our friends to help us hit to, to make the order? Um... I think that we've just about hit it. We are at maybe like 40 orders, and I think that I need to be at 50 orders. Okay. And I'll definitely make more than that so we can like ha- just have some on the site to sell. But um, if if you want to help us meet that, uh, please pre-order. I think by the time this episode is released, you can still do that. So uh, I'll definitely announce it more in the group as well and on Twitter. So check out the Facebook group or check out our Twitter account. Or Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things. <laughs> We're everywhere. Cool. Everywhere. I went to a sky so, uh, near you. Instagram. Yeah. Just look for the chat. smoke signals. Just <laughs> turn west towards San Francisco. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's all the fresh points I have. How about you, Johnny? So I found a pan that I really like. And I don't really want to talk about it, but... <laughs> Just do it. No, so have you guys ever tried the... Um, the Uniball Air. Yeah, man. So Yeah, the air. The problem with it is that it um, puts down too much ink. But in Japan, you can get the micro tip. So, yeah. Even the <laughs> even the other one, though, that was a that was a good NaNoWriMo pen for me. I didn't finish NaNoWriMo, but um, it's a really forgiving pen. You can like write from any angle, you know, kind of like you can with a pencil. Um, yeah. So. That's forgiving. <laughs> so you're supposed to be able to write upside down. If you, if you write something inflammatory, it's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, those are nice. Though. Instead of the ball being in metal, it's in plastic. So it moves a little bit. So you can sort of vary your line with like one of those silly fountain pens. But the ink is super black. So it doesn't really bleed. It just kind of shows through the page because it's so dark. But yeah. So if you get the micro version from Japan... I'm not sharing my source, 
I'll share my source. Um, I think I paid like ten bucks for three, which is not that bad. I think the normal ones are like nine bucks at Target if you get the bold ones, but it's more like the line width of um, maybe like a point seven G two, but it's super 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 nice. Plus those things last forever. I finally killed one today that I've been using for like a year on and off. So yeah. Um, also, if you're not in our Moleskinners Facebook group, you should join it because it's awesome. And you get all this... I tell you, it should be Moleskinheads. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so, we... <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you can get this skinny on uh, what's on sale at Target from Moleskin, including um, oh. pens. I got one for like seven bucks. I experienced that the other day. It's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like... It's all anything that's not the. It, it seems like it's anything that's not the flagship line, like the basic ones, is yeah. on sale. The um, Star Wars ones were on sale. They oh, not at mine. Cloth cover ones. Yeah, they weren't on sale for that much because they were kind of expensive. Okay, I was gonna say I'm going there now. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get me a BB-8 moleskin. Oh, Let's yeah. button this up. Drop. <laughs> BB-8 for 10 BT. Get the f out of here. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I only have one more one more fresh point, but it, it might be an interesting one. The Field Notes Utility Edition we didn't get to talk about yet. It came out like the day after we recorded last time. It it sure did, and boy did it come come in with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> so the the Utility Edition is um, bright yellow with black trim, and they didn't say this, but the inside trim is red. So the entire book is actually Maryland colors, which I dig. Hmm. Um, but the, it's 70 pound paper and the cover is only 80 pounds. So, you know, when they cut them, they didn't cut very well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some were cut worse than others. Mine were pretty bad. So they sent me replacements, which was nice. That's what Field Notes does. But, um, yeah. If you want a better, just fuller explanation of what it seemed like happened to it. Um, I thought that Brad Dowdy had a really good one on the latest pen addict. I guess by the time this comes out, the last pen addict from before. So uh, he explained a little bit about how, like, it's so thick when you, like, staple it and then push it down, like, crease it. Um, It just sort of, like, busted out of the back of the notebook a little bit. So the spine. So, yeah, I thought that was a really good, just, like, simple way to put it. Yeah, I mean, all of their their thick paper ones look, you know, where they cut the, um, the spines, it's all a little ragged, which is, you know, I don't care. It's a notebook, but mine were ripped, and um, when I opened them, they started ripping more, which was not good. But I was trying to get a good feeling for how uh, what percentage of notebooks were busted like that, and it seemed it seems like maybe just a little over half, just kind of based on the Instagram pictures that I was going through. Yeah, I didn't. Know, I mean, the corners are not perfect, but you know, I don't care. It's going to go in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But you know, them right. falling apart, not so cool. But I emailed yeah. Brian. Brian sent me replacements right away, and. Uh, I twisted his arm into telling us where we could order some of those, you know, bottle openers if we wanted to <laughs> for next time. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, mm. I mean, they're um a really toothy paper, so I'm trying to figure out the best pencil. I I think it's the Viking Element One so far. How, how do matches. you feel about the um the foldout ruler and the fact that there's an eighth of an inch of the back oh, yeah, pa- yeah. back so page exposed? The foldout ruler situation works out where in the back ruler folds out but it's not as big as the pages so the back cover doesn't actually cover the back of the notebook and a lot of people are really upset about that 
And I understand like why they had to do that because they have to like they have to slice the paper yeah. after they already bind it. But it's, it's kind of weird. At the same time, just thinking, yeah, just thinking about people being really upset about that just kind of like tickled me for a second. It's like, whoa, you poor things! Oh yeah, yeah. you poor you, things! You haven't oh spent God. much time on Facebook lately, have no, you? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> Yeah, Good people for you. people get very upset about a lot of things. It's like, Definitely. do you understand yeah. what's going on in the world today? People got upset. People got upset that people got upset. People got upset that's that people true. weren't upset enough. Like, <laughs> I kind of felt bad because I started a. Flame if you war. aren't outraged, you're not paying attention. <laughs> like, there's our next T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you weren't outraged about stationery, yeah, you're not. Paying you're attention. not paying attention. If you yeah. think your corners are fine, you're not looking closely enough. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, the 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 books are nice. They're the the design is just like killer. I love it. With um yeah. the beautiful yellow and the black and the the secret red trim. And the paper is very thick and beautiful. I don't have so, one in my hands. I don't I didn't get one, but I have a question. Andy, do you have some? Hmm. Um not in front of me, but I do have some. You do have some. I okay. Got, but we'll I got just, one in my hand. Yeah. Just the question okay. I was going to ask is that I, I don't have any. There it is. Nice, nice sound effect. Thanks for the sound effect. Like Lucasfilm over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. A uh, question I have is, that, and this is kind of a throwback to our last conversation with Harry, and we're talking about the like what sort of gets lost in the creation of more and more new, new, new. Like it's always got to be something different, something different. Like, do you think that this just happens to be an addition that's a good example of like trying to do something different? because you feel like you have to, and then therefore it like sort of not fails like big time, but just like has these unfortunate hiccups that are pretty much only a result of innovation for the sake of entertaining people who like always want something new. I do think aesthetically, like if they just made a really beautiful, like yellow and black notebook, that's very field notes feeling kind of like, um, workshop companion Mm -hmm. only, you know, not in the little box. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they achieve that. They they accomplish their aesthetic. Looks great. Um, but I really, I really do think the fold out ruler um, is not worth not having the back cover be completely covered. Mm-hmm. So in ex- sort of executing this theme, I do think it does lay more on like the gimmickry side than it does on sort of like a innovation side. Yeah, but so, do you agree with that, Johnny? <coughs> Sorry, when talking to Brian, he said that um, the thick paper was why the um, quality control was a little yeah not to their usual standard. I feel like they could have just made this notebook with sixteen pound paper; it would have been just as good. Well, and I was I was just even ignoring the quality control, like just keep staying away from like the the busted corners and the bad corner rounders, or the the bad the busted spine and the bad corners. Um, just even, even outside of that, like that fold-out ruler, I think kind of like made it fall a little short as far as accomplishing its goal. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't really care. Just, that's just my personal ruler. <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of there. Well, it's I, probably and that's, my that's the thing. You, if you really cared about the ruler and if it did a job, you wouldn't matter. You wouldn't mind that it didn't cover the back cover all the way. Right? So. I just I just don't think the like not covering the back cover was worth the fold out ruler. Yeah, personally. I don't I don't understand why it had to fold out. There's always a ruler there. They could Well, have, there's I guess I guess it's centimeters on the other side. They could have just printed the back of the notebook. Well, that's that's true. They're like smacking <laughs> their heads true. like, "Damn it." 
Or they could have printed it in the front. That, uh, that would have been cool. That making of video just made me cringe, by the way. It was like a Did day you guys in watch my the life. Video? <laughs> <laughs> Replace all of the other uh, stuff with toddlers and toys. It's just like, it's very, it's like a lot of workplace accidents. Like somebody throws something, it hits them in the head and they like accidentally na- hammer their thumb. And somebody in the group was like, was like, I feel like they would fail their OSHA inspection. Yeah. <laughs> and then they showed a making of picture and it was Brian with a helmet with a camera I on it. I saw that with a camera mask. attached to his helmet. That, that's super cool. <laughs> I didn't think somebody I'm was sure they had a lot of fun making it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's really hard for me to measure kind of like find the line. And that's why I kept saying it to, to Harry, Tim, is that um, like, what's the line between gimmickry and like innovation? Like where, where is that? And I don't honestly think that there's like an objective one that you can measure, but I think that what I try to do is just kind of what, um, Oh, what's his name? Ugh, the movie critic, um, Gene Siskel. Um, no, Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert always used to try to judge a movie by what it was trying to be. And did it accomplish that? Like, so therefore, like, Tropical Thunder was a great movie and, like, trying to think of some classic movie that didn't really pan out wasn't. So, so anyhow, um, I think that it was trying to be this really useful, sturdy, um, like, extra ruler flip out utility, as the name would imply. Um, but I just don't necessarily think it got, it got there. Yeah, I think this would have worked well with just... Like you said, a notebook with colors. Maybe yeah. even they could have done the weird paper formats, the ledger and the what do they call the engineer graph? Yeah, I, I did like, like I do like the ledger. Their regular paper, the sixty pound they use for the regular notebooks now is very nice. I like that paper. Yeah, it stays you know manageably supple, but it's thick enough. The tooth is really nice on that one. Yeah. So I'm a yeah I'm a big I'm a big ledger fan. Like I. Most of my field notes or pocket notebooks are um, to-do lists, and Ledger for me works really well that way. But I don't know about engineering graph. It's weird. It's very small. But yeah. you just skip a line. That's a regular graph, and it's all good. Yeah. And that's one thing I wasn't a big fan of with the Lenore, the white, white notepads. Like, I love the look. It looks amazing. But that tiny graph that he had just didn't work for me. Yeah, if you skip a line, it's the same as their line spacing, but skipping a line yeah. makes it seem weird. Like, I'm wasting paper. Yeah, And you have, suddenly you have to count. Plus, the Lenore's getting kind of rare. You know, can't waste paper in that one. It's true, yeah. Gotta pack that, that thing full. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. graphite shaking out every time you open the book. <laughs> yeah. Like fairy so, dust. So, Tim, Tim, without having any of that utility notebook, what do, you, what do you think of it, at least in the way it looks in the feature? I think, I mean... Which just feels weird to give my opinion on that, just having never touched it, but it looks great. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I, I love the color. I like that it's simple. Um, you, were, uh, you were a big Workshop Companion fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, I loved Workshop Companion. Um, yeah. And this one is like the Bumblebee Transformers model, I feel like. So, <laughs> so Mike, I, Michael out, Bay did yeah, this, my son this edition. would be thrilled if I got it to, if I gave it to him. He's <laughs> obsessed with Bumblebee. But... um. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't feel like I can go too. How does far he feel into about it, Scottish synth music? He <laughs> hates it. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's like no. it's so over. Yeah, it's he listens to the uh, Cheryl Crow song from Cars, the Pixar movie, like forty times a day. So that's what he wants to listen to all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
So that's what I get to listen to in the car over and over. That and Jingle Bells back and forth. But um, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Our friends recorded, or musicians, they recorded this, like, great version of Jingle Bells. But here we are in March, and I am still listening to it. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it looks great. It's a a good-looking notebook. Uh, I think I'd be interested in... This is one, the first one in a little while, where I think I'd be interested in picking some up at some point just to get my hands on them because I, I like the look of them. I like the idea of them being a little thicker. So we'll see. Yeah. They, Maybe yeah, I'll they order made some. a lot of these. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be around for a while. Yeah. Although I think they're sending a lot of these replacements. So maybe not. <laughs> oh, Hey, speaking of field notes, um, I was playing around with, uh, a piece of software called Airtable, which is basically lets you make your own little like databases. And I was trying to learn it for a work thing. And I decided to do that, I just might as well just document all of the Field Notes Colors editions. And so I did that. And so now you can sort by like ruling type and release date and all sorts of things. And there's pictures. So um, I'll have a link to that in show notes if anybody wants like a good like database of Field Notes and of Black Wings volumes and write notepads. Oh, and Baron Fig. I'll, I'll link to that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm totally going to go geek out on that. Yeah. Cool. So should we move on to our, <clears throat> sorry, our main topic? Yeah. So this is... So we should probably, yeah, we should probably introduce like what it even is because I think when they announced it is our lost episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. The, the disappeared yeah. one. Yeah. So CW Pencils, um, I guess in January or so, they announced something called the Pencil Box, which will be, they call it lightly themed to include at least three pencils, at least one pencil accessory, a wild card item, exclusive ephemera, or whatever else they're excited about. So <clears throat> you subscribe for the year for $120, each one is 30 and your build, um, like five days before they ship, something like that, but you can cancel them. You can check out the details on their website so that I don't say the wrong thing. So each one is 30 bucks, and that includes shipping. And it's a box. And also, so at, the, at the moment, you can't pay for a whole year. You can only do the $30 per quarter. Oh, I didn't even know Which... That. I think that I think they just don't have the recurring billing system set up yet for it, and so you just have to manually order each one. No, it, you can. It'll automatically bill you, but you can only do it in thirty dollars increments. You can't just like every quarter. You can't say, "Hey, I want to pay one hundred twenty dollars right now," and just have you send it to me for free. Ooh, okay, gotcha. For now, yeah. Yeah. So the first one is called the classic box. So inside, there is a General Semi-Hex number one, uh, Papermate Mongol 480, uh, Karen Technograph in HB, a Koenor Original Magic FX, those are the pencils. Um, and I should note, the last two run three bucks a piece. So they're not, they're not cheap pencils. Um, there's also a Stationers Incorporated Reporter's Notebook, which is the original notebook, uh, the original Reporter's Notebook, uh, Faber-Castell 9000 Sharpener, which I've always wanted, and a Doppelaufer Universal Eraser. The extras are a postcard by Meredith Miatka, I hope I'm not butchering her name, of the eraser, and a program that is a facsimile of, I think, Caroline's handwriting explaining the contents. It, so. it looks really close like pencil. Like she, It's a high-res scan, but it looks like it was this particular one was done in pencil. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Like it's, each each one individually. Yeah, it's yeah, very nice it looks like it. Stock too for testing the pencils. Yeah, 
It's like a little note from Caroline on the front, and then you open it up, and then there's a longer explainer on each of the yeah. each of the elements. Yeah. I tried to smear it when I got it. I was like, "Ooh, is this handwritten?" <laughs> like, I feel yeah. special. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the the theme as classic? Did it work? Yeah, for sure. I, I think. Mean, I th- yeah, I think the idea of it is great. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, th- I think the idea of it is great. Um, yeah, it, uh, seems like a sensible place to start that they did the classic without giving people things that they've already seen before. Um, I think seeing the like colorful Koinor magic pencil was maybe a little bit outside of the classic realm. I don't know, but <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of doodling with it right now, which is cool. And Henry loves it, so I got to give him points for that because I probably wouldn't have ordered it uh, otherwise. So it's kind of it's, it's interesting to me that um, sorry, go on. I interrupted. No, no, I was just gonna say it's cool to get something you're not expecting. So. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting to me that three out of the four pencils, like the classics of the pencils, were all yellow. Oh, I'm sure that's intentional. Yeah, even the Koei Nord yeah. is mostly yellow. Yeah, yellow well, they juice. didn't have like a, they didn't have like a, um, you know, like a classic Japanese pencil or something like that. That might have been a different color. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess a good place to start is what was your favorite item in the box? Hmm. And also, what item would perhaps you replace with something different? Hmm. Mm. Good question. Uh, yeah, Andy, why don't you go ahead? What do you think? I think my favorite item in this box um, is that Faber Castell nine thousand sharpener. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I have never used it. I've, I've definitely seen it before, but I've never really used it. And I think I like it because you can stick your pencil in the hole in the middle and then just like flip it around and fidget with it. <laughs> I'm fidgeting with mine right now. So, yeah, it it sharpens pretty well. It's like a it's like a pretty solid uh, medium point, but it looks like it it has a hole for a jumbo and a hole for a regular. Yeah, that pencil or that um, sharpener mixed with that semi hex number one was a. I'm so glad that was the first thing I did when I opened it because that was like the perfect sharpener for that pencil. So I was, I was so excited yeah. <laughs> when I, I sharpened it. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is perfect. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I refuse to sharpen it with anything else now. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that sharpener is a, definitely a keeper. Um, I think if I were to replace something in here, I think I would have to probably go with that that magic pencil, the Koinor one. I It's weird. I love the magic eraser. Because uh, it's also sort of like swirled in colors like that, but I know that uh, Anna's a big fan of this magic pencil, but Anna Reiner. But I, for some reason, I'm not like it. I just don't. If I want a colored pencil, I want a colored pencil. I don't want to write like in swirlies like this. But that's just that's just me. I know that lots <laughs> of people in swirlies like yeah. this. That's episode title. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have bad, every time somebody says swirlies, it just triggers, <laughs> it triggers something from my childhood. I don't know what, I don't know what, what could it be? Yeah. Just, just my head starts feeling damp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And I guess, I guess I, I appreciate that they included the paper mate Mongol, but man, that is a crappy pencil. See, that's the thing I would take out. Yeah. That pencil piece of crap. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I understand why they did it and I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised. Um, but yeah. It was like, I just, yeah. I just hate to have that feeling of opening up and being like, whoa, cool, cool, cool. Something I'll never use. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does say wood clinched on it, though. 
which is it's true a nice that is true it's i'll take that <laughs> i i just love how like remnants of the Eberhard Faber band kind of lives on like even even in like South American countries there are still like products that say Eberhard Faber on it yeah now they're like I think in just, Europe that's they use it for like their cheap kitty brand yeah it's like this is the American Faber <laughs> it's clearly your, your fat pencils <laughs> yeah so um and I, I do also really like the technograph I think that's a really well just aesthetically nice looking pencil yeah, it's, three fish on it. It's randomly. gone downhill though. They used to be like, in, has it? They used to have a perfect lacquer job, and instead of the barcode, yeah. there was a little plastic thing that would go over the tip that had the barcode, and then uh, that would tear off, and it didn't have any adhesive. Yeah, this perfect. This lacquer is not glossy at all. It seems really thin. Mine is like cracked, and I can see the wood. Oh, which is Damn. nice, but for a three dollar pencil, nah. Yeah, yeah. Karen Dash makes way nicer stuff. They do. Tim, what is your um? What's your favorite? Uh, I'm with, uh, as uh, as they say in Oh Brother Art, though, I'm with you, fellers. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you was a toad. <laughs> thought you was a toad. Yeah. Uh, I I think that the sharpener is my favorite part. That was that was really exciting. Well, actually, that part's a, that that choice is a little tough. It was between the sharpener and the general semi hex number one, just because, like I was saying earlier, I've been kind of avoid or not avoiding it, but just del- like stalling on ordering one. And that's been really an awesome pencil to use. And I used it at school all day today on a bunch of different stuff, and really enjoyed using that. And I'll definitely order more of those. Um, so. So I guess judging by like what would I order again, um, mm-hmm. that's definitely at the top of the list. But the sharpener is great. It's a it's a good pocket sharpener, and I I always love a sharpener that you can use and keep the shavings held in without it taking up a bunch of space and you know being yeah. just a crappy sharpener. Which that one's not a crappy sharpener. Yeah. It's a good sharpener. So that was my favorite. And then yeah, the Mongol was one where I was like, Bleh, whatever. You know, I'm not probably not probably not going to use yeah. that. I I sort of get it. Because yeah, it's if you're if you're looking for a pencil that's out today, that's going to be a, a good to fit that classic, you know, the word classic to fit that category, and there, there's no way they were going to put a Ticonderoga in there, right? I mean, yeah, everybody's probably yeah. got one in their car so, already, right? Or they found one like <laughs> in the bathroom at the gas station. Like they're those things are everywhere. <laughs> they're they're yeah, they're all <laughs> they're all over this. So they're going to pick something that's a a super classic, Every like an iconic home, name. Too. What? Every pencil needs a home. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for pencils everywhere. That's what I'm <laughs> um, then of course they're going to go with the Mongol, which is a good choice. I get why they chose it, and it, and I'm sure there's some sort of like economic choice of like fitting in like what's going to make sense economically to to sell in this package. You know that maybe they had to have one that was like on the lower end just to to meet their needs and also uh, meet their their theme. So I get it, but that's yeah. the one that I. I don't. I wasn't excited about it, but at the same time, now that the more I talk about it, I wonder what could they possibly have switched that out for and still like met the same price point still that they were going for or whatever. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Johnny, how about you? Um, I'm with you on the sharpener because I've always wanted one of these. But you know, what are they? Six or seven bucks. I have a lot of pencil sharpeners, so it's hard to justify <laughs> getting one of those. Um, yeah. And I don't know, it's a toss-up whether I'd get rid of the the Mongol or the Reporter's Notebook, because the Reporter's Notebook's paper reporter's... kind of sucks. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a cool notebook, and I will use it, but I wouldn't buy another one. I, I think we got spoiled by 
write notepads and by field notes. Yeah, there have been a lot of beautiful reporter's notebooks. Yeah, this is more like what an actual reporter uses. Like when I worked, when I interned at a newspaper, they had like a brick of uh, notepads that were very similar to this in, in the supply closet. So this feels more like what like actual reporters use. Yeah, but if you put a big pen with it, it's kind of badass. You want to go yeah, out and like yeah. spy on somebody, get some dirt, <laughs> get some journalists, fountain pen people, so we could take them down. <laughs> yeah, Brad <laughs> Dowdy and your ink. Is this paper fountain pen friendly? <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. It might be. It it, it held up to the Uniball Air pretty well. Huh. Uh, maybe it's a secret. Maybe it's a fountain pen notebook. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but the covers, the actually, I shouldn't say that. The reporter's notebook's pretty nice. It's it's well made. The paper's just not very good. I do like the cover. It kind of reminds me of a, um, what's that What's that store you like going to? Oh, Bob Slate. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of a, of a Bob Slate cover. It's probably made by them or something. That's what I thought it was the first hmm. time. I, when I opened the box, I thought it was a Bob Slate notebook. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Bob Slate uses a double O ring. So they're, they're buying oh, yeah. But I like how it's reorder from, and then it's their address. <laughs> Yeah, and phone number. Yeah, like, that that's is, true. That's pretty that's awesome. That's true. All right, I'm I'm backpedaling. I would get rid of the Mongol. I would keep the notebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys try out the eraser? I did. Actually, about to as the, we speak. So. It smells really good. It's rubber instead of some sort of plastic <laughs> composite. The ink side doesn't work worth a crap, but <laughs> the other side works really well. Yeah, I really oh, like the, right the the postcard. Yes, I love absolutely. the yeah postcard's fantastic. Yeah, Meredith made that um, that set of lapel pins that they have that I got for Christmas. I met Meredith um, when I was in New York last, and yeah, she's just a super talented illustrator. She her uh, Instagram is full of just like little tiny illustrations that she's made. So it's so good. I dig yeah. the, I dig yeah. the uh, eraser so. I'm blowing, I'm blowing, blowing the uh, rubbings off right now. <sighs> Success. Good job. <laughs> Good eraser. It, Mission accomplished. It works. It erases pencil. I'm pro the sharpener. Um, I have to say, I, I also, for some reason, was very excited about having, um, and I forget the name of it from the from the Magic of the Paperclip or whatever that book was called. But the paperclip that was in, included inside the uh, what do you call that a butterfly or some sort of wing? Oh situation. yeah, the butterfly clip. Butterfly clip. I thought that was yeah. called. Yeah, I just I was tickled to see one of those included just because I hadn't used one in a while. So yeah, yeah, was, those things are sturdy and kind of bitching. Mm-hmm. My yeah, grandmother, who was very Catholic, um, <laughs> told us all that it was <laughs> it was shaped shaped like an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what it's called. So I imagine if they were to keep doing these for a while, it would be pretty hard to keep coming up with themes. Because it's not like, you know, Field Notes or a notebook company where they can just use, you know, different papers and off the wall stuff. It's gotta be a box of stuff. So I was wondering if you guys have any sort of predictions or um suggestions for future boxes. Um, I think that there should be one that is curated by the three of us, and we pick out our <laughs> three favorite pencils. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just going to put that right there. <laughs> there we go. Leave it right there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have a 
a feeling or just a, I think it would be cool if they did boxes that were themed by geographic location, which I know seems really simple, but Ooh, just yeah. a, a Spanish box, right? An American box, a Japanese box, a German box. I mean, they could go single origin. Yeah. Single origin. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be cool. Which actually, if we're, would be impossible, right? <laughs> is that, is that the whole point right. of the, uh, Oh, because of globalization. Yeah, thing. yeah, but yeah, we won't get picky on that. Well, maybe it could be like you know, country of country of origin, like where they're from. Like where they're basically, if you were yeah. to go into like, if you were to go into Romania and go into a big box store, like what pencils yeah, would be there? Like the mm-hmm. market or something, like uh, Rad and Hungry, like um, you know, the Rad and Hungry kits. We need to have her on the show. Yeah, I haven't talked to Hen in a long time. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. great though. So I came up with a couple. And most of them are work safe. If I can share a few. Um, <laughs> yes. Satan's pencils. They're all black and red. And they're hexed. Um, the hipsters in denial box. They're all made from Soviet countries in the 1970s. And you've never heard of them. Uh, the bro box. They come in manly colors. And they feature bro. bears. Tigers. You put them in your man cave. Trucks. Uh, the dipsticks box. With. The best end-dipped pencils and a pack of those chocolate-dipped Madelines from Starbucks. <laughs> I would like that's that true. one. And the, the pencil box, oh, sexy. It'd be red, pink, purple, blue, and pearlesque. <laughs> <laughs> so my idea is a uh, a vintage pencil and its modern equivalents. So like, that would be really awesome. Yeah, like so an old, like, Faber Castell nine nine thousand, and then a modern one, or like an old, maybe an old Everhard Faber Blackwing, and then a modern Blackwing. I'm sure that'll come over. Uh, or like this, like an old vintage um, uh, um, Mongol, and then one of these new ones. That's a good idea. And then it actually. would just make you cry. Yeah, it just make you cry for like the quality of modern, <laughs> a <laughs> modern Blackwing, and a picture of a vintage Blackwing. Mine's just snarky and mean satanic no yours yours are great <laughs> so do you guys think that this particular pencil box is worth the 30 bucks for entry <sighs> i got quiet it's hard to say yeah well it's, it's it's hard to like quantify it and it's hard to say because yeah we know them so well like or we, or we know and they're they're such a a presence in the in the community like we know they're not trying to Overcharge. I'm sure there's something that we're not like accounting for. Is like, I guess all I'm saying. Well, well, I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of labor. Like they have to put mm-hmm. these together. They have like four people who work there. It's a shop. Um, I think so. We all talked about it and read it. Um, I'll have a link in show notes to um, Dee Scolardi. She's one of our group members. Um, she runs a blog called The Weekly Pencil, and she was, I think, the first one I saw to actually like write about this. And she kind of broke it down, broke down the costs. So. So the cost of um, all of these different things um, came to like $16. And then shipping and materials and things like that was probably maybe another, like it might be a little generous, but like another $10. So ish, that's about $26. And it's about $30 that we paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I I think my, my view is that, you know, you're paying for sort of this big experience. Like... You know, you're paying for them to, like, come up and, and curate this. They're basically writing it out and assembling the themes. And they're sort of, I mean, it's kind of like like Birchbox or, 
art snacks are one of those things. Like it's always going to be a little bit more than the, um, like the pieces, the pieces of the, like of the whole, you know, would, would come out to be a little bit less. So I don't know. Um, I think that if you're willing to pay for sort of an experience and pay for like the curation of this from like arguably the most famous pencil store in the world, like they, you know, this was handpacked by Mm -hmm. Caroline and Alex and Caitlin and Meredith. Um, I think it's worth it, but I would recognize that it isn't for everybody. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, it has, it's a sort of Uber specialty subscription in that, uh, which we went over the specs, but, there's a certain element of it that you don't know what you're going to get. Um, right. Um, it could, it could, they could literally, which is great for them and great for some people like including me, but they could go any direction. They're not even bound sort of by like what, you know, Blackwing or field notes or somebody who makes their own, their own products. They're not even sort of bound by those unofficial rules. Like, Mm -hmm. right. Like the world is their oyster. So, um, you know, if, if, if you get a subscription to, to Blackwing, you know that every three months you're going to get 12 pencils of some kind, 12 Blackwings. And so they, yeah, they can definitely branch out. So your selection, not a selection, but like your, the, the future is endless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, so I think it was worth it because it got, there's some stuff in there that I really wanted that I wasn't getting off my butt to buy. Like the yeah. sharpener and the notebook. I don't remember why I didn't buy one. Yeah. I saw one in New York. I kind of looked at it, and I guess I forgot to get it because Charlotte was antsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would totally get another one, especially if they cool. get they come with Twinkies or Madelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Twinkies are going to spoil in the mail yeah. or anything from Starbucks. It's not exactly fresh. I think we should have the tim wassum edition and all the pencils are just like less than 6b <laughs> or the tim wassum edition which is just like a box with five palomino hps inside of it yeah <laughs> that's it yeah. they'd never be able to find enough of those for their boxes because they're gone i probably have enough yeah. so yeah we need to everybody email pencils.com and ask what happened to that pencil because that's sad mm. It's going to yeah. show back up as a black <laughs> you sound one. like a Trump tweet right there. Yeah, sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Worst pencil company ever. Not I am guessing, like, remember we talked about, uh, I think I guess it was the Blackwing 24 and how it was like, oh, with this new core. And I was basically like, yeah, that's the Blackwing HB core. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the Blackwing HB core. I think the HB is going to kind of disappear and they're going to come out with a new standard Blackwing, which is the hard core, which is the same, which is cool but also sucks big time because it's going to be twice as much as the palmino hb was maybe they'll make it natural with a pink eraser (laughs) also the palomino was kind of in the way because before they wrapped all of the other brands underneath palomino it was sort of like the flagship pencil that they have Mm -hmm. and now that the blackwing is here there's a new flagship in town so we've always been saying that that it ruined a really great pencil the pencil made their brand yeah. Sad face. And like so they're gonna reduce from six <laughs> to five brands now and <laughs> just yeah. keep it going. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad I have a couple of the end dipped blue ones left. Hmm. Yeah. I have like half a dozen of those left. I hope I'm wrong. I'm just kind of like guessing. Yeah. Like I hope I'm wrong, but 
I got a feeling that they're going to... We could have Charles on and just put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a feeling that there's going to be a certain... There's going to be a point this year sometime where they're going to introduce a new standard Blackwing because they haven't done that yet. They haven't done that since the, the Pearl. So, and it's yeah. going to be the that hardcore and I think that, that hard, the extra firm core is going to be basically whatever's going to replace the the HB. I only have I only have a like 145 of them left, so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> if it's a natural finish like the uh, 211, I'll be forgiven. Oh gosh, yeah. Silver Feral Pink Eraser, perfect pencil. Yeah, it better happen. I will drive to where where are they? What's that? I'm much closer. You can just send me Stockton. <laughs> Stockton. Now I got to fill up my car. I'll pick you up on the way. Yep. <laughs> Johnny, what you, happened you to your car? Stay with me. died carrying pencils. I'll pick you up on the way. I'll be there in four days. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to be like in Stranger Things. We'll just like gear up and then like yep. go out with our walkie-talkies taped to our handlebars. I'll bring the instead Pez. Of, yeah, I'll bring bikes, the Pez. Cars with you bring the wrist rocket. and <laughs> <laughs> You bring $1,000 for our Starbucks bill. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You guys drink a lot of coffee. So, I I feel like my maybe my the thing I most love weirdly about the whole package is the little booklet that has all the information about um, oh, yeah. what came. I was so tickled by that. Like it, it looks that it's really high quality. It, it literally looks like they just sat down and wrote all of them, <laughs> which would have been yeah. Which they obviously <laughs> that's why it cost so much. That, that was <laughs> yeah. That's why they added the four dollars on. Yeah, but they obviously yeah. didn't do that. But it's a uh, it was so cool. It's just a little, little booklet. You know, little. Uh, it's like looking at album artwork or something when you when you get a, an album. There's a little, the little note and getting a basically a mini paragraph about everything that's in here, which is so cool. So, yeah. I think that was, I was definitely careful, to, keep it safe and keep it from getting drawn on yeah. by a certain, three year old in the house, because um, <laughs> I wanted to save it. Yeah, I think also as we go on and they pick up more subscribers and more people like doing this, they can start, you know, buying things a little bit more in bulk and, you know, their their margins can like, you know, widen a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe we'll just start seeing like this just enriched more and more. Yeah, the yeah. next one's going to be like 50 bucks for the stuff now. They, <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. They also have the, don't they have the freedom to do that if they, I mean, they haven't said anything about everyone will be 30, have they? Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which is fine. So. Which is know. fine by me if like yeah. they just, you know, do whatever they need to do. I just want them to do what's best for them. So that would be um as long as it's yeah. the a good curated little package that they feel good about then mm-hmm. cool, man. Yeah, I really like your idea of the vintage and modern equivalent box. Yeah. That would be cool. Well, yes. This needs a better needs a, a good acronym. Does anybody know how to get a hold of Caroline cuz we should tell her. They listen to our podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Do they even know about this podcast? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. You mm. want to tuck her in for the night? Yeah. I need to eat dinner. Oh, yeah. God, you have Overrated. <laughs> Failing uh, dinner. You're fake news. I had yeah. delicious <laughs> fake, dinner. Fake dinner. I had homemade vegetarian Polish food. Mm, it's, better than it's, it's better vegetarian than vegetarian Polish food. Yeah, just sauerkraut. Just sauerkraut. Yeah, no, vegetarian gulumpkis. Mm. Okay. Go what? Go. Have you never had a gulumpki? It's um. I've never heard of a gulumpki. It's uh ground beef with rice and just made um, that up. Onion wrapped in a 
steamed cabbage leaf and baked with tomato sauce. Actually, oh, I've had those. We call them cabbage rolls. With Lorax meat inside of it. Yeah, sounds like something <laughs> from the Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Morningstar veggie crumble. Yeah. In uh, Indiana, we just called them cabbage rolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, cabbage rolls. I know what yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. a cabbage roll cabbage is. Rolls. Yeah. I, we ate those. You had pierogies <laughs> and cabbage rolls. And yeah. 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 Well, I'm not Polish. My mother's all fancy. My mother's half Polish, so we, it's a thing. Yeah. My mother and I also make very, very good kashiki. Which <laughs> whoa, you, whoa, might, whoa. you might know as bow ties. Like bow tie pasta. No, the, bow, the uh, pastry ones. With the powdered I... sugar. Oh, oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> they're basically very, 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 very thin pieces of dough made into a bow tie and then fried and then covered in sugar. Dude, I think I think your mother just made this up. Yeah, one of the ingredients is also <laughs> just you. Right. So you can have a little bit yeah, while you're cooking. Yeah. Um. yeah. They're very good. <laughs> well, one of my favorite foods out here is a. Uh, I'm hungry. Frablabla. One of my favorite favorite what? things. Have you ever had a good for blah blah? Blah 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 blah. You get it on blah blah blah's blah blah. Okay. Okay. So we have reached episode seventy. So you can find this episode somehow. Yeah, at erasable.us slash seventy. Um, in between recording this episode and recording the next episode, this podcast turns three, so Woo! it can sort of read and sort of color if it was a person, and it's well potty trained. So that's fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, you, you can catch us at our Facebook group, which is literally global twenty four seven pencil chat at facebook.com slash group slash groups slash erasable. That's one of the our, coolest descriptions of our group I've ever heard, by the way. So. That blew, that blew, you, just, you just blew my mind a little bit with the whole uh, global twenty four seven. Yeah, well, I've got a free yeah. minute instead of checking my email like you would in you know twenty oh five. I check yeah. the erasable group. You can always count on like the Australian contingent to like keep things going overnight. <laughs> I always catch take, the Brits like at, take a shift. When they're at lunch and I've just woken up yeah. at like six a.m. <laughs> yeah, um, you can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Erasable Podcast. And at Erasable.us slash shop, you can go get those cool lapel pins. I think there's some stickers left too, right? Nope. Stickers are out. I need oh. to do another print run of those. Well, you can go on there and look at the stickers that you can't get. <laughs> and get your <laughs> but you will be able to someday. So you can be the coolest yeah. kid in your class or office or house or fraternity or sorority or gang. <laughs> Wizarding uh, school, whatever cult, it is. Cult. Yeah, we could do some sort of initiation where <laughs> you put the pin and we punch it in your chest. <laughs> like in the Navy. There's a... <laughs> and then we'll all go get 10B tattoos. So we'd be badass. <laughs> Patent pending. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. Awesome. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you closer to International Pencil Day. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.